There are places I remember all my life Oh, some have changed, some forever Not for better, some have gone And some remain All these places are their moments With lovers and friends I still can recall Some are dead and some are living In my life I love them all But of all these friends and lovers There is no one compares with you And these memories lose their meaning When I think of love I something new Though I know I'll never lose affection For people and things that weren't before I know I'll often stop and think about them In my life I love you Good morning, pilgrims and travelers on the funny path of life. Recording as the dawn is well on its way, and on the horizon, a beautiful day is unveiling itself. I am back on the coast, leaving Ribadeo, Ribadeo where I had a very hearty breakfast, un desayuno brutal, uh, like it was presented to me. Like, uh, in English you would say, the shit. So quite a hearty breakfast, with kind of like an almond uh, um, apple tart, like a pound cake, kind of, and uh, a tortilla de patata, so um, a potato omelette, Spanish style, which is very thick. Uh, and then toast with butter jam and then coffee and uh, orange juice made uh, five seconds before uh, I got to drink it. So quite, uh, <clears throat> sorry, quite an interesting, uh, anyway, the way the guy was presenting to me yesterday was like, old man, sign me up. Even though they had a kitchen, I could have made my breakfast, but I was like, yeah, why not? Why not something different? 
Anywho. <clears throat> yes, did get lost again yesterday. But uh, I think I'm a little quicker on some of that. Realizing that I can't rely 100% on the, on the app and on the GPS tracking. You know, it's almost always right on the money, but sometimes it's not. So, and you know, that's kind of part of what it is to do it backward. It's a little more challenging in that way. So kind of forces me to be a little more on my toes. Met uh, Maria yesterday. <laughs> Interesting gal from Germany, but I'm like, I'm not detecting a German accent. And uh, <laughs> lived three years from five to eight in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm pretty sure 44 goes there. Anywho, kind of what a place to go to be in the US. But then again, she was very young, so she basically has two mother tongues. So because she was so young when she learned both of them, uh, she sounds pretty good in both of them. <clears throat> anyway, an equity trader, she was in Hong Kong and uh, just kind of making money and being dissatisfied and now moving back to Frankfurt to to be a financier in a sustainable project. So looking at more environment and more ethics, basically. A very young gal. Uh, to me, it looks like she's definitely still in her 20s. Uh, obviously must be doing pretty well to to do that. And uh, there's a weird thing that I did not know in the kind of financing world. When you do leave for three months, you're not able to go work for another company. You know, something to do with ethics and conflict of interest and the like, but they pay you. So, so she's got a three months of paid vacation and decided to to do the Camino. So it was nice, nice, uh, nice exchange. Uh, of course, her English is perfect. So it was very, very nice, nice free ranging uh, conversation. Yesterday was quite strong, the walk. Sorry for the segue here, it was rather quick. Uh, yes, I was, uh, Excuse me. Almost like the breakfast wanted to come back up. <laughs> Just kidding. You're not going back up. But a strong day. And then some good climbs. So the north, Camino, is I think maybe, well, beside the Primitivo. But the Primitivo is 330k. The north, Camino, is 840. But I think in terms of, uh, it has a lot of climbs. So yesterday was definitely one of those. My guess, I obviously couldn't be sure, but my guess is it was about uh, half an hour managing that uh, that climb. And I wasn't going slow, you know, kind of initially. Yes, but then I kind of started to crank it up and really enjoying it and uh, kind of learned something. Again, that relationship with the body, you know, being so attuned uh, by walking the day in, day out with, and doing the same thing, uh, you become uh, aware of nuances. And I realized, so though challenging and at times, uh, my mind 
whining a little bit about it because it's hard and realizing but the body's fine you know i'm doing just fine everything is you know the weather was nice but it was doing great so it's like uh then what's the problem and there is definitely that interesting thing about the mind about the game it plays maybe not trying to force itself i don't know trying to always preserve you know for that famine that's never coming and or the drought and uh and then i realized you know once i got done to the top eventually it lasted a while uh that it was really energizing and uh those two things come together so the challenge the output a lot of output and uh so the physical struggle but then at the end just feeling all pumped and uh i don't feel that like if i'm on a bike it's not that enjoyable it is actually i have to say i have to admit when i used to ride bike i had this job that wasn't too too far and it wasn't too dangerous because if you know anything about the american culture it's a culture of car so it's really designed around car, not around bicycle. Unless you're in some big cities on the West Coast where, or Colorado, but a lot of the US is really for car, not pedestrian and not cyclist. And so this one was, you know, living in Kerrville, a rather small town. Uh, I, I had this route where I avoided the main drags as much as possible. And, uh, I had to be at work at six, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, six o'clock in the morning. Um, and, uh, sorry. And I was pretty psyched once I got off the bike and I wasn't going that fast or anything, but there's definitely something energizing about that too, which I normally don't feel if I'm walking. You know, if I'm running, yes, but if I'm walking, no, but biking and running, uh swimming hmm, that would depend on the quantity because it's kind of almost put me to sleep uh, at the end of it anywho but there was something interesting yesterday and there were there were quite a few climbs so um, some very good one and uh yeah really enjoyed it and then uh, a part of me was bothered by it i was like complaining when it would be like oh oh no another climb so interesting, those roommates that I have going on inside. <clears throat> I think I've, I may have mentioned that before, but it won't hurt to say it again. My, uh, my view on the albergue has evolved to really value a couch. I mean, yeah, a couch specifically in the living area. A place where you can you know go out of the bedroom which is really well if you're not gonna go really really relax laying down or take a nap it doesn't really make sense to me not to be in there but to be in that space a common area one you have more opportunities to to get a social interaction it is uh you could call it a social engineer engineered uh, icebreaker so you you kind of put yourself in the middle of the road doesn't mean you're going to get hit by a car. Uh, make sure that I'm not missing my turn here. 
I think that's what happened the other day. I got carried away recording something and I wasn't paying attention, which can happen on the Camino. So to go back to the couch and the living area, really enjoyed like Alessio in Pontevedre. I just love that living space. It was huge, beautiful, really felt, mm. anyway, really enjoyed it. Same in, uh, in Parga, that new house. Quite a few, really. Uh, this place here was different. Where I stayed, they had a, the, basically the, the dining area or the breakfast area and where when you cook your food, you know, you would eat. But they were not really a living area per se where you would just go to chill. So that was different. But it was nice. The guy was very nice. I did help them out with some uh, with an English woman who was a little anxious about an upcoming trip and were looking at clarifying some details, some logistic. Anywho. Yeah, it's a beautiful morning. Seeing a few lesser people on the trail. So the traffic is thinning out a little bit. And obviously I'm privy to that information since I pretty much see everybody that's on the Camino on any given day, even on a Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Yesterday I rambled on about the, the relationship, uh, how love is overrated, and uh, you could almost say being in a state of confusion, personally. Oh, is that it? Is that my turn? Let me look here. I think that might be. <clears throat> yes, it is. And also that clash between those two understanding of those two understanding is almost not the right way. Shit, do I find? I'm looking for something where I could drop my pack without hitting the floor, the ground, because uh, it actually rained on me when I arrived yesterday. I mean, very, very lightly, you know, nothing like sucking or even getting wet, but interesting. And uh, the laundry didn't get dry. So I got my clothes hanger hooked onto my pack with my underwear and my shirt uh, dangling outside and getting fresh air and finishing the drying process. I am pretty sure that I will not use a dryer a single time on this Camino even though they are conveniently located in many of the albergues. Because obviously I think more and more people do that. Uh, as a demographic of the pilgrim is evolving and uh, being in Spain from a lot of those European country and even outside like the US, and I guess you could say England now, since it's outside of the Euro, uh, it is not an expense which is inconvenient. So it is more typical to see those things. 
But being the way that I am about some things, like when I used to truck, you have some places like Denver, Colorado, which is very tricky to find places to park. And uh, there is a TA, which is a kind of like an Exxon, but it's for truck. It's uh, one of the big uh, uh, truck stop in the US. You have TA, you have Pilot, and you have uh, Loves. And then Pilot has another one as well. I don't remember. But Petro, TA, yeah, Petro and TA are the same one. Anywho, it doesn't matter. So the most of the parking lot is basically free. You know, you just find a place and you park. And it's very, very tight, some areas. And a lot of traffic in there. A very busy truck stop. And and some that you can reserve and you can pay for. I think around $15 a day, if I'm not mistaken. And I have never paid for one. Uh, in a way, I organize myself around that, some of it, but even sometimes struggle or finding a spot that was very tricky. You could almost call it dangerous for me. You know, I was, I think I was a pretty good truck driver, but I was not as good as some of those fuckers who can just boom, 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 and then just put that thing so easily in reverse and have just mastered, you know, those tight spaces and know exactly what landmark to use to navigate it. And that was never me. I had to do a lot more work uh, to do it. But did pretty good, obviously. I taught it uh, and successfully taught people, actually, who knew nothing, how to park uh, a truck and a trailer. So, yeah, never paid for a parking spot. And uh, even when I was on the road, like they had laundry machine. No, actually, laundry, I think I did use it once. Yeah, a couple of times, but almost never. I would do like I do now. I would take a shower, and in my shower, I would wash my uh, my underclothing, you know, my socks, my underwear, my my brief, and then my my t-shirt. And most uh, headquarters where you would go as trucker for your company, um, you had uh, this one anyway, which was, oh my goodness, Crete, Crete Carrier Corporation, CCC, where I went in Dallas, in the, was it Dallas? Yeah, yeah, I guess it was, yeah, it was south of Dallas on 45. Uh, and then you had you had free access to the laundry services for the truck drivers. So, I don't know if you could call me cheapskate or, I don't know, but there's just something that I, I find ways to deal with it without having to spend the money. And there are others where I willingly spend the money. So <clears throat> that was kind of a weird segue there, side note or digression. I find no connection with me talking about love being overrated or the, the cultural idea of love, yeah? The cultural paradigm of love. Okay, hold on, I'm going through this farm, I guess, what looks like a farm, the building, but I think I am on the right track. Let's see. V Biadun. Well, I guess it's a, okay, no, it's a small place. 
Okay. I'm good. There is a bench. Okay, I'm going to drop my layer. We've arrived at the coast here, so the weather has warmed up substantially. So, you know, always assuming now that if I start early, I need to, to put my soft shell. And, uh, but I knew by the time I got out that it was like, oh, I don't think that's going to be the case. Let me get that thing off of me. Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a beautiful day. It's gonna be a warm day actually today. What change? I haven't yeah, it hasn't been warm for a few days. Being in a in this mountainous area, leaving Santiago and walking my way to the coast through Galicia. So, and even two days ago when I got this real uh, uh, oh. Okay, here we go. Good. Real lost moment. Uh, the weather really got crazy. The wind really blew strong and blew the fog all around me. It was cool in a way. It was uh, almost magical, actually. Uh, <laughs> until I get really lost. And it wasn't so magical anymore. Okay. Uh, no, I don't need my hat yet. I get a cool system to where my hat and my sunglasses dangle off my pack right in front of me with a quick and easy access if I need them. <clears throat> okay. After this distraction, uh, delayering. Hmm. Maybe something that I will do, I don't know. I don't, well, I use my phone, you know, for the GPS, but really, I enjoy the phone being put away. Unless I'm, of course, making my my daily recording, my daily free flow, which I do enjoy. I do enjoy this kind of a connection. <laughs> there is a, looks like a border collie ahead. Anyhow, of course, being Sunday morning, Spain sleeps. The dorm where I stayed yesterday would only have held normally eight people, but because of the restriction, four, and there were only two of us, which was very nice. Well, let's see. If some, kind of makes me think of Gracie. He's got long hair. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh yeah, she also did not like bikers. Come here. Hey. Come here. Oh no, you're defending. Oh, she makes me think of her. Wow. Yes! You're defending your house. Good job. All right, maybe today we will not get lost. Wow, this is definitely a warm morning. My goodness. Mm. 
I have been watching two types of uh, Spanish information. One called Telemundo, which is basically about the Americas. Uh, unless you have something crazy like the volcano eruption in uh, Palma, yeah? In the island, in the Canaries Island. I think it's the Canaries. <laughs> Shit. Uh, and uh, and then RTVE, which is a Spanish uh, channel. But really, the Telemundo is, I don't know, from my standpoint, so sanitized that it's it's kind of getting heavy. Uh, it is so politically correct. They thank everybody. Thank you so much for reporting. Or there's it's just overly i don't know it just uh i just i just find it so fake this kind of social mannerism uh the way we we socially interact that i would dare to say that really even though at time it can be a little challenging for me because i'm not used to it but i do enjoy and i value the directness of some uh, Spanish people, like uh, Pilar, for example, you know, the more I think about it, the more it's like, how, how refreshing, you know, how candid to just, yeah, I just, uh, I just say it, you know, not because I want to hurt your feelings, but I'm just gonna, you just say it, you know, and then you, you don't sugarcoat it, it's more, more, yeah, it's more the sugarcoating than actually saying or not saying. But I think we are we are holding back more, and I think we are. I think the mask is just more heavily coated with a layer of paint that just barely barely breathes through it. Okay, all right. Take a left here. Not quite on the coast yet. Not quite, but I have taken that variant. Oh, cute anecdote. So anyway, after this very, very hearty breakfast, <clears throat> I'm assuming that's the owner and his wife. I mean, it was the owner, but the lady taking care of breakfast, I assume, was his wife. I asked him, you know, th there are two trails here. What can you tell me about the one that's on the coast and one that's on the inside, at the interior, you know? And I'm like, you know, I don't really care. To be on the on the water the whole day, I just you know I just did the Portuguese on the coast and it's okay. Uh, I don't need to be on the sea the whole time. And he's like, well, you know, the coast is a coast and the interior is the interior. And there were three three pilgrims uh, having breakfast and kind of all cracked up, which was like, well, cool. Now now I have it clear. Thank you, thank you for clarifying it. Anywho, but in the end, he was like. Well, no, no, take the coast one. I'm like, okay, because the inside, the interior could just be uh, going through towns and, you know, it might not be necessarily like yesterday when I went through woods. Uh, so so I've, I've uh, chosen this uh, variant, which is actually not the, shall we say, official Camino, whatever that means. In this time and age, sure it's been changed many times. Good morning, son. Anyhow, also I met this guy yesterday. Sure, I don't know his name, and a Spanish guy that just decided to stop 
you know, he's done the Camino a few times. And he's like, yeah, I'm done. I'm tired. It's kind of boring. I miss my family. I'm like, good for you, man. <laughs> good for you. You know, the idea of if I start, I finish. It's like, yeah, that's okay. To do it and then, being, and then not to do it. It doesn't matter. Maybe something that I'm learning more about than I realize. You know, this idea of when you commit yourself to do something, and I, and I highly value commitment, so I am not degrading it. Uh, I do value the, the principle of, uh, of a commitment. That being said, there is an imperative more relevant than the commitment, which is authenticity and then the present moment. Because as you make your commitment, I mean, there are many, many facets to it, but one is your understanding of what the past might look like. You know, you have strategies, you have understanding, you have experience, wisdom about what you've done before, where you've been. And all of that comes into play, you know, when you decide, okay, I commit myself, so okay, I, I will, you know, uh, I will acknowledge, you know, the, of course, the level of uncertainty, but uh, rain or shine, I will stick with it. So it is important, one's word. And if you know anything about me, you know that it's something that's a very precious commodity. And really, in short supply, it seems, in the world. Not that I believe that people are guilty, but I think a lot of people are asleep at the wheel. And don't know what they're saying, or don't know what they're doing. And so, you know, the idea, yes, I am uh, I'm walking, and in my case, it's, you know, if everything pins out, you know, if the body holds, you know, if... Uh, yeah, if, if, if nothing crazy happened, that would make me consider changing that. Of course I will. But I'm not saying regardless of what happened, regardless, you know, whether I lose an arm or whatever, then I will keep doing it. That, no. There is a limit. And I think that would depend on the type of commitment. Like, for instance, you know, a relationship would be different than, let's say, a job or race, or project, then you have, you have, a, you would have different degree, you know, like children, yeah, having a commitment to children would be different than having a commitment to a race. Uh, there would be, okay, hold on a second here, I don't know why it's not showing, oh, actually, it is showing, okay, I need to drop here. Yeah, I'm keeping on it, my friends. So far, not lost once. Yesterday, I think it was two or three times I got lost, but it was short. Still, still reacting when I, when I caught scent of it, just, oh, there is the ocean, reacting uh, to the mistake, the sense of frustration, disappointment, and anger at not having it done right. And almost victimhood, actually. Anywho. Oh, I'm digressing a lot today. Uh, but anywho, I am on to commitment. 
why am I talking about commitment? Am I committed to <laughs> Am I committed to this podcast? I'm going all over, but I guess it's my uh, maybe one <laughs> my daily free flowing day, right? The idea of uh, no expectation. Just kind of go with it. Yeah, Anthony, just go with it. Let it let it just take you where let, let, let it just take you where it wants to. You know? That flexibility. That lightness of being, yeah? To not get caught up so much into your story. Your so-called needs. Understanding. Which brings me right back, right smacking back to the topic of women. Hmm. Women. Women in my life. Anyhow. Oh, it's not something that I have to do much or deal much with nowadays. Hoy en días. Because being on the Camino, you know, it doesn't make any sense. And that's not where the focus is. But I pretty much can foresee it once I'll be in the winter location and more sedentary that it's going to be more at the forefront. For sure. Anyway, it'll be interesting. Maybe, you know, the time that I still have left here on the Camino, like the exchange, you know, I had with Maria. Uh, felt pretty nice. It was nice. You know, she she was a young gal. Again, could be my daughter. And um, I think I am not quite strong when it comes to... I'm, I'm, I'm with somebody. I'm enjoying something about that person. And then the connection to I want to fuck you. I think that's weakening a little bit. I think maybe I'm wising up when it comes to it's not it's not all that great to go that way. You know, it's like maybe there's other ways to, to appreciate the person, to enjoy the time and instead of thinking, oh, that would make it so much better. I like you, therefore fucking you would be you know, kind of the firework to the to the end of the parade. And being like, no, that more than likely won't, because my understanding of, you know, fucking has, has evolved. And again, and again, I can't talk about that without bringing Pilar. That, that reciprocity is so important. Uh, and I wonder, I wonder... If I've actually, I see, with Glenda, there was definitely a reciprocity. I mean, we were definitely in love with each other. You know, it was not a marriage of con- convenience. Uh, to me, I think it was a mixed bag of nuts. Obviously, I was crazy about Glenda. And also, there was a part of me that was afraid. I was like, if I do not marry her, she's going to leave me. You know, there was, there was an element of security. I'm so, I was so insecure, so gloom and doom about anything good that would happen in my life. And she had at that point 
been the greatest thing that happened to me. Meeting her was really, there was the birth of Anthony. There was the beginning of a new life and uh, whatever that connection was. Uh, it was uh, it was amazing, but the more I look back on it, the more I see holes in some of that story, and which bring me to that whole cultural romantic idea that is not mine really. That is what culture inculcate, you know, what what it seeps through all the cracks and crevices in our soul, in our psyche. In terms of what to expect, what would it look like? You know, like 10 tips on how to please your woman or your man or, or whatever. And that those things are the recipe to success and happiness. And realizing now that it's, it's not that color, it's not that black and white relationship. And again, I am there because to me, it didn't work. <laughs> if he had work, if it had worked, I would not. Okay, oh, there it is, yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's not, okay. Oh, I would have missed a turn right here, my goodness. I would not have, uh, I would not have changed a thing. I would have kept on, you don't, uh, you don't fix. You know, you don't fix something that's working. <clears throat> First pilgrim of the day. And so being forced once more by something in me that keeps fucking with my chi, my, uh, my earthly rational chi, I find myself back to the drawing board and asking the question, then what is a relationship? What is a helpful relationship? You know, what is this thing that I have, you know, towards women? And uh, how much of that is authentic in a way, genuine, you know, which is something that is really something that I uh, am interested, curious, or hungry for, versus how much of that is a reaction to some of my conditioning, my history, or whatever, karma, whatever, whatever you want to call it, I don't care, it doesn't matter. But how much of that am I leave at the mercy of the wind? You know, and that's okay too. You know, it doesn't, no, 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 I'm not really looking for freedom or for that kind of freedom. I'm not looking to know about everything about me, how I'm working or whatever, but I'm curious. You know, is it something that I really want or is it something that I feel that I should want? You know, or that, that I need. And that difference to me is huge. And I think if I, oh, blank wood. And if I ever come up an understanding, I guess pea break is a good, as good as any place here. So it's kind of like a boardwalk leading to a hill. And my take will be, yeah, the ocean will be over that hill. Maybe you're going to hear me peeing. Eh? How about that for a live experience? Eh? If I came upon the understanding that a lot of what I'm doing has nothing to do with uh, the life that I have as I am getting to know it and as I evolve, then I think it will 
effortlessly shade away like a snake old dried lifeless skin but as of now it is something that i still give energy that i still feed that i still believe in that i still react to and rather strongly i think between food and woman those are the most uh, potent uh, platform powerful that in my life that seems to have the the highest yield on investment on return on investment and uh, and i'm not clear you know because i do feel that weakness i do feel that uh, i don't think it's vulnerability i really think it's more weakness crap i need to clean my glasses sorry about that oh crap my shirt is stuck in okay dirty glasses that's okay for now I am just not sure, you know, the, again, <laughs> maybe I'm coming to term with all the things that I learned with uh, my Kamala, with Pilar. Again, learning about that. That's something that I've always taken for granted. When I felt that for, the, for a woman, you know, what I called love, that was the most important thing in my life. And then I surrendered everything, you know, without question, without thinking about it. It was like, of course you do that. It's obvious. And now it's like, no, no, it's not. And even more so, why am I doing that? Why is this mechanism in place? And I'm questioning it because uh, crazy, the last one was with Pilar. You know, between what I felt and and what ended up happening. I mean, even though she's a beautiful friend that I have in my life that I'm so grateful to have. But when it came to the romantic side and, and how sure and convinced I was, and nope, sorry, but nope. And uh, so what changed me is not that I wised up on my own, but that I was forced to. And it took a while. It took a year and a half, I guess, to get around to not only accept it, but to grieve, but to also make it to where it could be looked at as something valuable, as a teaching moment, opportunity, and uh, Playa de Pena Ronda or Peña, maybe it's Peña. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure they have a nice, nice beaches here. They have a place which is very touristy. It's like the Cathedral Beaches, or I forgot what it's called, beach. And, uh, and you have a lot of like a rock formation. They talked to me about that yesterday. And I was like, ah, interesting, it's six kilometers. You know, I could have uh, made a day's rest here and then go enjoy it. But you know, it's very touristy. And I was like, nope, thanks. <laughs> Where there's a lot of crowd, not worth it for me. But back, back, back on for my digression as I climb that little hill. So I am in a state of confusion. Also, I'm curious. And uh, I think, yeah, I'm looking for 
for more opportunity. And the Camino definitely as a, well, I guess it, you know, it's kind of my Tinder uh, because I do meet more women uh, on the Camino. Crap, did I just crush a snail? No, I don't think so. Uh, <clears throat> the Camino for that. Oh, that's a good one. The legs feel a little bit like jello this morning as I did crank up most of the hill yesterday. Really enjoyed it, but I think feeling it a little bit this morning. Here's a surfer that just ran by me on the asphalt barefoot with his board and I think he's going to the beach. So there must be there must be a parking area up the hill. And obviously up the hill would mean no access to the beach. I'm curious. I'm gonna walk backward so I can see. Yes, he's going there. Anywho, so that's definitely something that I'm carrying with me. Uh, anything else beside that fucking backpack? <laughs> That's not true. I was telling Maria yesterday, uh, she was telling me, it's like, well, why don't you, uh, get it mailed? You know, you don't have to carry all that stuff. And I could do that. But there is just something mm, poetically meaningful about everything that I own in the world is in my pack. There's just something invigorating about it. And uh, it just makes sense. It just makes sense. Oopsie. So, hold on a second. Okay, so I'm here. All right. And pretty much now. I don't know what this guy's doing. Oh, of course, another surfer. Yeah, man, rock on. Okay. Anywho. So, quiet morning, no wind. Seagulls on the lawn, not ready to get the day started. Vast expanse on my right, so the ocean is on my left. On my right, I have this range of, I guess, some mountains. I found out yesterday that a hill becomes a mountain at 2,400 meters, which will be between 7,000 and 7,500 feet. That's high. Wow, that seems high to me. But anyway, <clears throat> talking to Maria. So, one Monday on the Camino. Uh, I'm going to let you go, my friend, once more. Being very grateful to do, not even quite sure, you know, at the end of the day, not doing doing what I'm doing with this podcast. Only knowing that it does feel more natural. It's really quite clear that I am not a writer. That is not to say that I would never go back to writing again. But... If it was, it would be as a different kind of writer. 
because I still think that I have a book in me, you know, uh, some sort of uh, fictional autobiography. Because my life has had some interesting twist and turn, you know, that uh, that paradox. My life, in a way, is almost like a koan, uh, something that I actually can't make sense of. So good luck for anybody else. That's for you, Urban. <laughs> good luck trying to understand who Anthony or Philip is, because I don't. But like I was saying to Maria, you know, even though I don't have a plan, I don't have a future, I don't have retirement, I don't have insurance, I don't have what almost everybody wants or has or maintains or takes care of, I am the happiest than I have ever been. I am more alive than I have ever been. And that really thinks that both of what our needs or what is essential. Looking for grapes, sorry. This looks like strangely promising. Yeah, they have grapes. But I don't know about how ripe those are. Yeah, they're not ripe. Uh, this one, actually, those are, but they're being attacked by something. Interesting that they are so late. It's really fuck with my chi because I'm like, I don't know what's important. You know? Oh, here we go. So, anyway, friends, I will leave you at that. Oh my goodness, my podcasts are going crazy. Maybe I'll be also comfortable when I have some that are maybe five or ten minutes and when it's all that I have to contribute. On that note, Love, peace, and a beautiful day to you all. And uh, may you may you be playful today. May you look for opportunity, and uh, may you not fight. Hey, thanks for showing your teeth, horse. May you be open to what life throws in your way. Talk to you soon.